Thanks for listening to the AI and IT Ops podcast brought to you by New Relic. This is episode five, the full interview. For all things application performance management, AI Ops, digital transformation, and more, check out www.apmdigest.com. Our guest today is Banu Singh, SVP of Engineering and DevOps at OpsRamp. And now, your host of the podcast, industry veteran, consultant, and analyst, Andy Thurai. Welcome to the AI and IT Ops podcast. I am Andy Thurai, founder and principal at thefieldcto.com, home of unbiased emerging technology advisory services. I was talking to my good old friend, Banu Singh, currently off OpsRamp, but our paths crossed at BMC almost over a decade ago. During that conversation, it came across how much passionate we are about driving modernization of enterprise IT. He had some good viewpoints on this topic, so I thought I'll invite him to our podcast and put him on the hot seat. <laughs> um, here he is, Banu Singh from OpsRamp. Banu, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Andy. It was a pleasure talking to you the other day and really excited to be in your podcast and to have some discussion around what is going on in the world of modern IT and especially during this uh, unprecedented time that we are living where maybe the entire digital economy will be redefined. Right. Thank you. Um Donna, I hope you don't mind me putting you on the hot seat today and ask some tough questions, especially because there's a lot of confusion between uh, ITSM, ITOM, APM, NPMD, infrastructure monitoring, and the newer set of digital experience monitoring tools, and then all the value stream mapping and the whole thing. Yeah, and, and then we add another layer of complexity between the classic and legacy tools versus cloud-native tools when they are all siloed. It gets very confusing and very complex fairly quickly. Yes, absolutely. So let's start off with a very heavy topic. IT operations are getting very complex, especially when you have a multi-cloud, hybrid cloud situation. The operations teams are very siloed most times in most organizations that I've seen. The visibility, the decision-making process can all be very siloed without knowing what's going on in the other silo. Do you think AI ops can help uh, enterprise IT solve these issues or no? Absolutely, Andy. I think AI ops can bring a lot of visibility around it. And as you said, you are absolutely correct. I think we have led the operation world of technology stack very complex. There is a convergence around us, right? Convergence of software, hardware. 20 years ago, hardware decided how you write software. Today, software is dictating how they want to use infrastructure, when they want to use infrastructure. Cloud has made infrastructure as a commodity. Convergence of software, hardware, convergence of ITSM, convergence of ITSM and operation management, APM and observability. If you look at APM and logging and metrics all coming together. So what it has done, while we have made life of developers much easier through the open source and emerging technologies out there, you know, distributed technology, container technology, DevOps methodologies to deploy incrementally and keep doing things at the, at the agile and fast pace. IT operation has not caught up with it. IT operation is still running infrastructure, network, storage, database, application, security, and the complexity that has caused with the rate of change of software, rate of change of digital assets, your asset has gone from physical to digital 
and that has brought a, it a very challenging environment for operation to really understand when things are working everything is hunky dory great but when things don't work are you running your application is a homegrown application are you running it in your public cloud are you running it in a private cloud how they are integrated so the impact to a business impact to your customer is very hard and the impact that can lead to because of not having the visibility and to have the visibility you need multiple domain experts to come in to really understand and i believe that's where ai ops comes into play to really connect the dots bring the context and eventually drive the automation because if you look at the the future complexity that we are stepping in not only software complexity but also working remotely using different tools accessing things digital asset remotely critical asset troubleshooting remotely trying to solve the problem all these things are leading to a complexity where a single human cannot decipher through the complexity that they have to deal with and this is where i believe ai ops comes into where first it brings the data aggregation so it brings a mindset of how do you think with data rather than just thinking of process and passing the baton how do you bring context out of the data so your complexity is demanding automation but automation is demanding context and humanly it is impossible to provide that context machine can provide that context and then it can decide what can be partially automated what can be fully automated what can be 100% self driving what can be maybe help more collaboration more communication and that's why i believe in ai ops can play a big role in helping break the silo of the it operations and basically bring them closer to drive along with the, the engineering and development who are trying to move at a fast pace but operation is always behind not able to caught up with them that's actually a good point about just a pure infrastructure worrying about that versus application oriented infrastructure right well to an extent the devops was kind of formed to solve that particular issue because the application developers doesn't know anything about release deployment and infrastructure so the devops release guys who are coming inside is supposed to help them with that uh, even though in reality it doesn't happen um so the data analytics and the supporting data ops concepts have become quite popular in the data era or data economy concept or data economy era how are they different than ai ops especially most c level executives get their decision data points from those models now because data ops have been around a while now it's more than a buzzword a lot of companies have implemented and they get a lot of insights from that does ai ops complement the data analytics tools or do they compete with the, some of the tools what, what do you think good question andy i think if you look at data analytics or data experience or analytics in general has always been rear view mirror you always dealing with a old set of data business object crystal tableaus of the world we are looking at data historical data trying to predict the future now with data ops and ai ops they actually complement each other what ai ops helps to bring your historical data bring your real time data together so that you can make decision in real time and take action based on the insight that is provided to you in the real time and also not only provided data in the context of a particular business but combining multiple domain 
that can be associated with each other. What was the customer sentiment at a point based on how certain things was delivered? What are the operation challenges that led to getting something that didn't work? How do you correlate? How do you bring that together in order to really drive, hey, this customer could be leaving us or this customer could be unhappy, even though none of the survey, none of the data shows that, but some of the behavior of the usage, how they are using the system, some of the recent interaction, how they are kind of not leveraging some of the functionality could lead into a challenging situation in the renewal time, which could be three months out. So I believe AI ops really provide the ingredients that data ops can apply in order to really make real-time insightful action by collecting data, which could be discrete, federated, as well as related, and help make a better judgment about customer, about a process, about an employee, or about and and predict an operational challenge that could be lurking around. So AI ops will enhance and make data ops or data analytics better. Overall, AI itself is about uh, augmenting human intelligence. People say that, oh, no, if you do that, everything, the machines will become Skynet and it'll kill all. Well, it's not completely autonomous yet. It's about augmenting human brain, which can only do so much, especially when you're drowning in uh, all kind of data coming in from all angles now, petabytes of data, right? So AI can help a lot. And that, so let me ask you something else, kind of related. Anytime when a new technology like AI, even automation, RPA, robotics, any of this is introduced to solve a specific problem, the classic question always comes up on whether or not jobs will be lost. So I'll ask the question to you on behalf of all the IT personnel who are worried, is AI ops eliminating IT jobs? Yeah, Andy, I think this is a double-edged sword, right? The question whether which job it is eliminating and which job it is enhancing. According to Forbes magazine, in 2017, the corporate enterprise around the globe were spending $1.4 billion into AI ops. Their prediction is by 2022, they will invest $8.8 billion, which is a CAGR growth of 44% from 2017 to 2022, which means there will be a significant amount of investment that people are looking around to apply this technology that has been there for, for a long time. You know, AI has been there for 50 years, but the environment or the ecosystem or the infrastructure was not there. The compute, the storage, the, the other thing that is needed, the algorithms have been there, how to apply them. So I believe people, AI is, as you said correctly, it is not a magical box. It's not going to solve the world hunger, but it is going to start solving mundane, repetitive, high human, low touch actions that you don't need to do on a day in and day out in IT operations. And basically you move IT folks towards innovation, towards more data analytics, understanding how the customer behaviors are, what the data uses are saying. If you go to any enterprise IT today and ask them, do you know how your HR team is using your system? I believe they don't know. If you ask them, hey, you build this application, do you know which features are used, you know, and which features are not used based on what you delivered? I'm pretty sure most of the legacy traditional vendor application that was even we worked in BMC, if they go to their customer, I don't think there was a way to know it. But the 
software as you know, service and the cloud are providing those insights. So I believe absolutely there will be a set of jobs which are repetitive. Like, say, for example, if somebody watching the wall every day to see red, green, yellow tickets coming in and deciding to create a ticket in an ITSM system so that somebody can go through the triaging process, assigning process, and troubleshooting process, those things will be taken over. So the thing that we used to call like an L0 or L1, those tasks will be automated, right? This 80, 90% automated. But the problem solving, decision making will still be human. So while they are doing more data analysis, we'll be doing more research around understanding how to make a customer communication better, how to improve a process, how the, to associate data between different organizations to really get a much bigger value than what we are getting from a single domain or single area. So in my mind, rather there will be more jobs for IT personnel, people who are kind of rescaling themselves, people who are learning the new techniques around data science, around data algorithms, around bringing more domain knowledge on how to solve the problem, around process, around analytics. But mundane jobs, repetitive, high value, low human touch, those jobs will be taken over by the machine intelligence. It's all about being more efficient, right? This is no different than the industries and the manufacturing lines or the car assembly lines uh, that all went through robotics and automation not too long ago, maybe 20, 30 years ago. Everybody was worried that, oh, I'm going to lose my job. Yes, some of them did lose their job. But again, just moving a nut or a bolt from one location to the other were done by robots. Human brain is a wonderful thing. If you can teach humans to do more cognitive, more value-added jobs, and then leave those mundane jobs, as you say, to monotonous robotic work be automated. To the machines. Yeah, to the machines. Yeah, you're, you're right. This, you know, AI, machine intelligence has been there for many years, but mostly applied towards automating physical tasks, moving one packet from here to there, moving the machine from here to there. Uh, but now we are forcing machines to even do thinking job, which is a big leap forward towards really bringing human intelligence into driving decision-making process. That's a big change. Okay, now that we established that, the IT person can breathe easy now. Uh, how can the uh, AI ops can help the IT ops team to become more productive and efficient, which is what we're discussing here now, especially given the volume of incidents has gone up insanely, particularly with the work-from-home concept and some of the verticals, it has gone up uh, like entertainment and and collaborative tools and security and others, it has gone up 10 to 20 times the volume of incidents and tickets with the remote work. And on top of it, the DevOps teams and the development guys have gone from the one daily release to multiple daily releases now. This whole thing started about five months ago. How can AOPS help introducing efficiency and solve that problem? Andy, I think that is great million dollar question. I think everybody is asking that. And what has happened in the last three months, right? You are absolutely correct. I was reading an article. It said there is an 800% increase in a fraud incident in some of the retail vendors. There are almost like 49% increase in cyber phishing. People are clicking on the URLs and, and trying to go into different to an unsecured site. 
what has happened, you know, Andy, I think the, the shift is already started a while ago with DevOps, with Agile, with Lean, and how do we do and, and the container, distributed container architecture and the convergence of cloud and uh, on-prem, the hybrid world, bringing, you know, Outpost and bringing, you know, Azure Stack and Google Anthos there. So what is happening to the IT ops team is how do they really see what is going on in the context of business? Because if you look at traditionally, IT ops worked as network team, storage team, database, security, infrastructure, application. And that model, they won't work anymore when you are pushing the change across the board. You might be changing application, you might be changing infrastructure, you might be upgrading a firmware in a switch in a continuous pace. So IT ops has to start thinking, how do we start thinking from a not a process-based organization, but start thinking about a data-related organization? How do we think from a data perspective? What is the data governance? How does the data flow for my operation that I'm providing to a business? Forget about all the technology that you have, whether you are solving the problem in the cloud, whether you the problem is in your on-prem solution, homegrown, is running as a function, as a service, immaterial to that. What business service you are providing, how the business service data is flowing from an end user, digital experience management perspective, all the way when you are persisting the data somewhere in a database or in a cloud or non-cloud. So what AI ops can do basically can bring that visibility to the operation team can enhance the ability of a knock engineer to really understand what is going on in the context of business, what are the dependency that are impacted, how can they can apply AI ops. AI ops is people think it is all about artificial, but it is it is a combination of many things. It is mathematical algorithms, it's a graph model, statistical data, you know, simple standard deviation, mean, average you are, you are collecting. is a set of algorithm. But the most important thing is the data first, then your domain, and then comes everything else that you apply. So how do you see that flow of the data so that your knock engineer can say, I understand, or the AI will say, the probable root cause could be this, or it could really close down on the number of noise that I need to deal with and really point me to an inference that I need to work on or create a ticket that is fully contextualized and I don't need to bring all the experts from different organizations in network storage in an escalation room, in a war room to sit together and figure it out and which may become even more complex when everybody is working from home and trying to bring all those experts on a Zoom or a Microsoft team or WebEx and trying to say, okay, let's figure it out whose problem it is. And sometimes you will just to identify, forget about mean time to fix, mean time to identification is four and a half hours. If four and a half hours a system is down for a certain region in Chicago, for example, for Visa, and anybody who's trying to put an order online or trying to go to a store or buy something and Visa card is not working, what they are doing? They are applying their MX, they are applying their MasterCard, or they are applying their PayPal. Somebody is losing money in the process. Four and a half hours is a lot of time. So the way AI ops can help is to provide the context, reduce the noise, proactively notify so that they can collaborate and also really target it whose problem it is. Looks like there was a firmware update last night on a switch. And all the applications, all the VMs 
the application running on the VMs and everything is failing. But if you really system can machine can bring and say firmware upgrade happened last night and since then we are noticing this problem, most probably before application starts seeing the problem, somebody could take an action and the ticket could completely get classified, give the full context and go to the networking team so that they are not asking 10 other folks where is the problem. So I believe AI ops or machine-driven intelligence, let's put that way, can bring the context because they can plow through billions of data. They can really bring all different kind of data. They can clean the data. They can bring the right set of data that is needed. They can bring relationship between discrete and federated set of data or related data and really provide with 95 to 99% accuracy what is going on or what could potentially go on, which could have a significant impact to your business, bottom line at the end of the day, impacting to your customer. So you're saying it's going to knock the socks off the knock engineers. <laughs> it is definitely not only knock engineer, but you know, knock tries to, they are like a traffic monitoring, right? It's like a flight, you know, you're monitoring how the flights are going. But at the end of the day, you have to let notify the pilot or you have notified the ground staff to do something. I believe they they will have those information in their fingertips so they can provide that information well before time that there could be congestion in the air or there could be landing issue because the flights are you know back to back and really help in order to for people to collaborate proactively and really provide those contexts because today if you go talk to an ITSM folks right I spent my you know 20 years in the world of ITSM people were spending 30% of their time basically assigning the issues trying to find out whose issue it is and who the issue should go to. And that's waste of time. Why somebody should, somebody and human should look into an issue and find out whose issue it is. The system should have enough supervised learning. It could learn over time what kind of issue it is. It could also find out who are the problem who have solved this problem in the past. And are those people available online? based on their current status, whether they're in vacation or their online status. And it can really provide, even if it is assigned to Banu, it can say Andy was expert on this. He has solved the problem before. He's available. You could reach out to him. This brings better communication, collaboration, intra-organizational communication that can really improve the customer experience. Because at the end of the day, if you look at, I believe AI ops is a means to the end. AI ops is about automation and automation is bringing better collaboration, better customer experience. So AI ops is, is an enabler for, for us to manage the complex digital world that we are stepping in at a, at a lightning speed. And without that automation, humanly, it would be impossible. We were running a mainframe 30 years ago and there was one change in two years. One upgrade is happening in two years. That's it. Today, you are doing 1,000 maybe updates in a week. So that's a huge shift. So people talk about, you know, hey, is availability is better of the application? I believe availability of mainframe was better. The availability of the application has not improved, but the resiliency of the application has improved because of the distributed architecture, because of the clustering, because of the container and other so we don't feel about the application because your applications are in a high available, high resilient environment. So they are always there and they're proactively being, you know, this intelligence can make them even better and smarter where they can start, the application can start thinking, how am I behaving based on the data I'm collecting, metrics, logs, 
my congestion error message I'm getting, application could start talking themselves, just like the cars will be talking, right? Your cars will create incident for yourself that based on your driving pattern, they will create incident that your car will have an, have an issue. Same thing, many other utensils will start doing it. Like your refrigerator will, will start complaining if you push this much data into my environment, the longevity of this refrigerator will go down by five years because you are misusing it or whatever, right? So this the world is going to shift up, upside down when machine will start self-reflecting themselves based on their uses, based on their data. And that is a significant shift that is happening that we all need to be aware of if we are in a technology world. It doesn't matter whether in operation, development, support, this is a shift coming fast and furious. The AI and ITFs podcast will be back shortly. I'm Pete Golden, the publisher of APM Digest, and I just want to take a break for a minute to talk to you about New Relic, the sponsor that brought you this podcast today. New Relic has done something a little out there. They reworked everything. See, they've been actually listening when people talk about blind spots or being stuck with a dozen different tools or getting hit with hidden costs. First, they went open source, making it so you can actually instrument what you need. Then they made it so you can monitor your whole stack in one place, including serverless. You can use telemetry data from any source for ridiculously cheap, and there's one UI with all your tools. And they completely changed their pricing so you can easily predict it. This is advantageous because who has time to troubleshoot their bill? Best of all, there's a free tier with one user and 100 gigabytes per month, totally free. So you can really make sure it works before you pay a dime. New Relic is definitely worth another look. Check it out at newrelic.com. Observability made simple. And now back to the podcast. So the AI ops, it's a concept. It's also a platform. It is also a solution. And it's kind of a miracle medicine as it's sold to some of the CIOs who are drowning in the IT incidents off late. So do the early adopters, the visionaries who are drinking this Kool-Aid, uh, started implementing way before this whole fiasco started. Are they seeing the benefits as expected? If not, what are the CEOs really missing in the pragmatic approach? One or two key things that they missed in approaching this unicorn dream. You know, I think you said it very right. I don't know if it is a miracle medicine or a magical box, but definitely some of the early adopters or early folks who kind of took AI ops, they co-opted a bigger concept. AI ops is a much broader concept, but they co-opted it to say this is a magical box you know, magic box or a black box that will solve entire IT operation problem. And a lot of people started in the journey and said, hey, we have all the legacy tools and just bring it and it will solve all the problems. But that's not the reality. Just like what happened, Andy, in the cloud. Move to cloud and you will optimize your cost. You will uh, cut down your resources by 50%. But very quickly, every CIO realized Lifting and shifting in the cloud became more expensive. When the CFO started getting the bill month after month, they said, what is going on? Because there were no controls. Same thing happened in the world of VM. VM sprawl. Now people are having cloud sprawl. The key was, how do you build for cloud? And that's when the distributed and microservices architectures are coming. Same way, I believe AI ops definitely is a concept and that can be built into solution but the solution has to be looked at case by case basis. What are you trying to solve? First thing is you have to have a business objective of what are you trying to reduce? What are you trying to improve? What are you trying to enhance? 
even if you apply on any AI ops or any tools or technology, first you need to understand what is my data looking like today. Even without applying any algorithm, any tool, do I understand the data? Once I understand the data, what domain I am looking? Is it for ITSM? Is it for operation monitoring? Is it for DevOps to understand an impact of a code change that I'm trying to make? I believe people have to look at use case by use case basis and apply them by applying the right set of data. See, data, sometimes people say, oh, if you have a large number of data, that's great. Absolutely large number of data, but right data is good. So you have to do a data selection, a data cleaning, data normalization, and then you basically start moving to data transformation. So I believe what most of the folks, when they say, hey, I bring this tool and AI ops will give me 90% reduction in X or Y or Z, they basically did not see that. Or the implementation cost became very, very high because every data has to be looked through the services implementation. But definitely people who have started kind of creating a data culture, started bringing more data analysis, maybe a chief data officer, maybe started thinking, okay, how do I understand the data in the context of customer, understand the data in the context of process, employee, impact. I believe they are already seeing the benefit of cutting down the noise, becoming more proactive, becoming more operationally efficient, and in the process of also reducing the cost on the mundane task. So I would say start easy around, you know, if you look at an AI of there are like a four or five you know, three big use cases. One of the key use cases, noise reduction, you hear every day. You know, everything is generated. The complexity of microservices are generating like thousand times more noise than your three-tier client server application was generating because it was just app server, database, and your web server, and you had the application. Now we have thousands of Docker containers running in a Kubernetes node, and they are coming and going at a speed how you are using them and in the same time you are applying something on the cloud that you are doing a compute as a function as a service and bringing data there so the first is how do you really start reducing the noise so that people don't get flooded and overwhelmed by unnecessarily data second how do you really bring some level of prevention and proactive kind of monitoring like you can forecast a disk usage as simple as that Anomaly detection where there is a spike. Is the spike is a normal spike or the spike is real? For example, at 2 a.m. every weekend on a Saturday, you run a batch job of backup and recovery. All your thresholds are violated at that point in time. Do you want to wake somebody up in the middle of the night because you know all the applications are running slow at that point in time? Most probably not. Your AI can come in there, suppress all those alerts, and basically kind of say, hey, but if it continues beyond three, because it has never happened before and continues till three or five, five minutes more, something fundamentally has gone wrong, wrong that day and AI has to come in and start you know, generating maybe escalation notification. And then how do you create learning-based system like categorization, assignment, notification, learning? So I believe if you look at case-by-case basis, there is a better success. Eventually, you will see AI ops becoming more commodity of as a platform uh, for for bigger platform, whether it is ITSM, whether it is monitoring, whether it is operation, whether it is observability, because it has to be contextualized and it has to bring the domain knowledge in order to be really effective. And then they could bring different domains together to drive a better results. But I would say if people are thinking, hey, we'll put 
will not change anything in our organization, will have all the legacy tools, and will put a man in the middle, a magical box, and feed in the data, and will get a, a much bigger efficiency. I believe that will be very minimal. It's almost over a decade ago. This whole movement of the CMDB, ITIL-based ITSM, all of this were very popular, right? Everybody that you can think of, if you have an IT organization, you are expected to implement that. What does uh, AIOps really mean to those solutions? Are they going to coexist you know, going forward? One is going to replace the other, or they're going to fight with each other, or one is going to kill another one? What, uh, what is your view on that? How did ITIL came into play? If you look at ITIL, is a process framework that was created you know, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, really to bring operation. It all started with the OSS, BSS, when it's an operating support system and business support system. It was a framework put in place because the operational folks, network, storage, database, application, they were not talking to each other. They were siloed. And when an incident happened, they didn't know how to really work and solve it. And they were always finger pointing. This is where ITIL came in and said, we are going to control this operational technological bigots through the process. And that's why I tell you, if you look at it as a framework and ITSM is an implementation of that framework. So that's how it, it came into play because they wanted people to work together and really have that baton passing of the issue because issue always surface symptoms is always at the top, but the problem could be a database, could be network, could be performance, could be application. So I believe, you know, the ITSM will continue both ITSM, CMDB, they have to morph themselves. The CMDB of the past will be irrelevant when they dealt with the static data. You know, you had a fixed IP address and you have fixed application running there. When you are talking about applications coming and going, when you are talking about function as a service, you don't even care what infrastructure was provisioned for you to run that function as a service at that point in time. So what is the CMDB for that? What kind of configuration you are managing for that application. And if that application didn't work, how are you going to figure it out? So I would think it will be more dynamic in nature that has to be there. And ITSM could become redefined. Does you know release management mean anything in ITSM when you have the automation or with the with the CCM change configuration products? So how does the problem resolution and change have to change because you are not going to the monthly cap meeting to really get an approval. You have to go through, you're changing at a fast pace every minute you are deploying the change. So how do you automate those changes? So I believe AI ops will complement to enhance this process of problem resolution, to enhance this problem of change management out there. But those processes will get redefined, transformed, and, and will become much more leaner and thinner than they are, to, they are there today because a lot of groundwork that were needed to be done in the past to manage those processes can be enabled by automation, which is AI ops will do that. And then the lot of the work that ITSM or change management, maybe 50% of the change management process will be automated. Machine will drive, will call an Ansible recipe or a puppet and they will run through to get that done. Or it will be a Terraform script that will just go and create the provisioning that you will need or a configuration change. So which means that AI ops will really make the next generation of DevOps ITSM or SecOps ITSM or whatever it is 
much more efficient, much more leaner and thinner. Definitely there will be overlap. There will be super subset of things that will overlap with each other. There will be some contention and conflict, but I believe they will coexist and people who will figure it out how to make them work together will be much more successful than people who will fight them as two different entities. Good point, right? Because if teams realize that, they realize it's in the best of each other to help each other out to make each other successful. Then the resistance goes away. They'll figure out soon enough to start working together, which needs to come sooner than later for, for both of them to be successful rather than you know having a friction. What is the real economic value or total value offered by AIOps? Is it still snake oil in most times or is there some truth to it really? No, there are truth to it, Andy. It is definitely, you know, again, if you talk to 10 people, you may get 10 answers. If you really start understanding data in the context of domain and you start, then you start thinking about what algorithm means, right? And a structured data, are you looking at a, you know, random forest or are you looking at some clustering algorithm in an unstructured way? Or you are looking at a simple as a, you know, as a statistical, you know, in a deviation, like, hey, what anomalies have having a standard deviation there? So I, I would think we have been applying some of the graph algorithm in the topology to kind of really create dependency to just show what is an upstream and downstream dependency between co-occurrence of an alert because they always happen together because they are related to each other. So I believe there is definitely value. The economic value is reducing the amount of work, mundane work, where you are, you know, having human just watch the wall or try to create a ticket or try to kind of decipher through where the problem is from the ticket description or trying to find who to assign is a network problem, database problem. I think in AI ops, there are simple things that can significantly optimize the process, accelerate the mean time to resolution, which means reduce the impact on the customer experience, proactively help to identify basically your, you know, disk storage, your application running out of memory, your application slowing down because of the congestion of users. Suddenly you see that the merger and acquisition has happened and number of users logging into the system is high. You are not made aware of how do you kind of scale automatically. So I believe there will be significant value to improve user experience, reduce the time to resolve the problem, provide better visibility in the context of your application and at the end of the day, reduce the cost and automate the mundane tasks that you have. And those are the key values that the CIOs or the VP of infrastructure or VP of applications can look into and really start applying them in an incremental way so that they can see the value, show the value, and then increase the value one after another. But if you don't try to do it in a wholesale way, then it could mean that you will be frustrated as your expectations are too high and you have not done the homework in order to really get there. Okay, I'm sold. I'm a CIO for a big enterprise. I'm very interested. Where should I start? Send a bunch of guys to get trained in AI, buy a shiny new tool, lock ourselves up for like six months to make my IT better. Where should I start? Where should large enterprises consider starting AI ops? Is it a journey? Is it a one-time thing? How do I go about this? It's a journey. It's absolutely journey. It's not a destination, Andy. And I would think start small with the targeted set of use case. 
pick one domain area, pick whether you want to do it in your network, in your application, in your security incident, doesn't matter. Pick one area where you are seeing large volume of data, people are busy, a lot of reactive things are happening. The change process are causing reactive work. Every time there is a change, there is an outage, there is more reactive work, there's less, less you know, proactive or innovation happening. So pick your poison, but pick a small area, spend the time to really understand the data, bring data expertise, understand, collect the data, have people just manually go through the data, slicing and dicing the data to really understand what, how homogeneous the data, data is, how heterogeneous the data is, what are the different sources of the data that are coming in, how can you apply some data cleansing there, then select a good data because that is important because if you have accurate data, that means you don't have to you know, redefine the data. So once you have that, then start thinking, okay, what kind of things we should apply? Okay, our goal is to reduce the noise. Our goal is to automate this process. Our goal is to cut down this cost. Our goal is to have better visibility in the context of business. Have those business goals, understand the data, apply, get to the domain, understand the business goal, and then start thinking what tool you want to use or you want to apply algorithm yourself, or get a commercial tools to help solve the problem. That is all there. But because you have understood the business problem in the context of data, and you also have the domain where you are solving, I believe this is a good start. And once you have understood that, you can repeat that model in every other domain, every other process or use cases that you are looking, whether it is capacity management, root cause analysis, you know, autonomous discovery, uh, alert correlation, incident classification you can just keep going one after another in the IT operations. Thanks so much, Bhana, for agreeing to be on our podcast and for that enlightening conversation. Thank you, Andy. I really appreciate you taking time and talking to me and hope uh, some of the insights, some of the experience are helpful to our listeners. So you heard from Bhana. You agree, disagree, or if you have an opinion, let me know. Let's discuss further. Also, if you'd like to be part of our podcast, let me know as well. Until next episode, so long and stay safe.